Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. From Postcard from the Past and Wardour Studios, this is Podcast from the Past, the Postcard Podcast. On this programme, we man the final barricades against the digital deluge that is engulfing us and spend just a little bit of time with some stubbornly intractable and resilient analogue social media picture postcards. I'm delighted to welcome two guests, and it's their postcards that will today serve as a connection to memories, mysteries and stories. I'm Tom Jackson, and today my guests are both in entertainment. But don't let that put you off. They are conductor and author Lev Perikian and comedy actress Ruth Bratt. Lev and Ruth, hello and welcome. Hello, hello Tom. <laughs> <laughs> Lev Perikian is a graduate of the Royal Academy of Music. He comes from a prestigious musical family. His father was Manuk Perikian, the violinist. And Lev is a freelance conductor. Recently, however, he has swapped the baton for a pen and has written a couple of books. The first about conducting, but the second, the most recent, Why Do Birds Suddenly Disappear? A comic and reflective account of a year in which he attempts to revive his childhood interest in bird watching with intriguing results. Lev comes to us with a postmark from West Norwood in South London. Lev, do you still send postcards? Uh, as I discovered uh, when researching this programme, uh, quite rarely. We have gone on holiday on many occasions and thought we must buy some postcards, and I think uh, my son still does manage to sit down and send them to various relatives. But it's uh, a wonderful habit that I've got out of, <laughs> like so many wonderful habits, I'm afraid. Oh, well, well perhaps after this you'll, you'll become uh, inspired to, 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 to continue the, the tradition. I hope so. Let's see. Now, Ruth Bratt is a comedy actress specialising in the improvising and the making up and the funny stuff. Uh, you'll have seen her most recently playing Roche in the hugely successful People Just Do Nothing TV show. Uh, but Ruth is also a founder member of Showstopper, the improvised musical, which you may have seen in the West End or heard on Radio 4. Yes, she sings too. Or you may have seen her performing with Lucy Trod or Sarah Millican or Lee Nelson or Ricky Gervais countless other performers. Uh, it's a fact. She has a thousand characters and exactly the same number of voices. <laughs> uh, Ruth comes to us today bearing an Orpington postmark. Yes. <laughs> so Ruth, when did you last send a postcard? Uh, I last, well, I last sent one. A friend of mine uh, said, oh, let's, let's start a postcard sending group. And he sent me a really lovely postcard when he was on holiday. And I went, I'll do that. And we went to, uh, so this must have been a year ago, we went and did a, a festival in, in 
Sweden and we bought him a postcard and I wrote it and then um, I got home and about, about 10 weeks later I went, oh, I should probably send this. <laughs> so I did send it to him eventually, but from England uh, rather than from where it's from. So I do try, but yeah, not as often as I'd like. But I think people feel bad sometimes if they don't actually send the card, understandably, because mm. he's in many ways a failure. But um, <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> I, but I see cards from kind of 100 years ago that never got sent. Yeah. So I think, you know, I don't think it's that... You know, it, obviously, in your case, it was it was it was sloppy. But yeah. <laughs> um, it, you know, you're not the first to fall foul. I think of that final bit of actually putting it through the into into the letterbox. Yeah, it's getting the stamp. It's getting the stamp, oh, it's such isn't, a it? Palaver, oh. isn't it? I'm very good at buying them. Yes. I buy them and go to Art Gallery. I'll buy twenty postcards. I don't even write. Them. I take them home and they live um, in my some desk somewhere. <laughs> and I've got, I counted when you asked me to come on this program. I thought I can't count these up. I've got six hundred and twenty-eight postcards. Wow. Of various things. Artwork and uh, all sorts of stuff. So if anybody wants a postcard, just send us your address and I'll, and I'll send you one. It's going to start, start me off on the, the righteous path. So had you bought those to send or had you bought them because they were a nice memento? I think it's just force of habit because it's what my parents did. But right. my parents would they would send them to people and they'd put them in with, you know, my mum would send a book to somebody and throw a postcard in. Yeah. Uh, or she'd uh, send one to me saying, you know, uh, call your mum. <laughs> yeah. I used to, at university, when I was at university, there was a, it was the thing at the time that when you went to like a club or a bar, there'd be like a... Oh, the free uh, cards. Be, the free cards. Yeah. There'd just be free Is it boomerang? Or boomerang? Someone did Yeah, them. someone yeah. like yeah. that. Mm. And we just used to take them and we'd use them to decorate our rooms. And then the other thing you could use them for was you could cut them out and then use them to make birthday cards. And that was like a cheap... A really cheap way really of, cheap. of making, like a free way of <laughs> <laughs> wishing people cheaper. happy birthday, but also in a creative way because you didn't just send a, a postcard. In a way that showed you loved them <laughs> yeah. and really cared. Yeah. Yeah. Because it's the thought that counts yeah. rather than the expense. Right. I the still kind of do it. I still, I, still do, I still have some of those postcards like with bits cut out of mm. them. So there's still some words left to use. So at some point... I think there are fewer of those free cards around yeah, now. You they still see, see them, them sometimes. Yeah, but... not as often. But, I mean, it was everywhere. That was yeah. like the early 90s. But uh, now you see them, I think, on the way to the lavatory. Yeah. They used to be a bit more prominent in a, in a bus. <laughs> yeah. And now they're kind of on... Anyway, but... Um... <laughs> Well, before we uh, see and hear about the cards that uh, both Lev and Ruth have kindly brought along, uh, I'll give you a card of mine. Um, this is, of course, in the postcard from a past style, an old card from which I've selected just a part of the message. So this card is Land's End, fairly clearly signed. It's a multi-view, as they say, with fantastic uh, collage. Images. Of... Yeah, um, and uh, as, as people on um, Twitter like to point out, people in red jumpers. Always. Uh, photographers like the red Always. jumpers. Yeah. Uh, understandably, because uh, what <laughs> else will stand out against that blue sky? And the sea. So this card is from uh, Auntie Fran, I think, Auntie Fran. And it was sent in 1972. Simple message. I'm sitting on a rock writing. So that accounts for the rocky writing. <laughs> Quite a good joke, Auntie I think. Auntie Fran was funny. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> she could do worse. Auntie Fran. Well, another quick one. Um, this is sent in 1978, a bit later, and it's a picture of a Roman oh, mosaic, rather a nice image, from Bignor Roman Villa. And uh, you're classically Sussex, educated. What, what are we looking at? Medusa, isn't it? Medusa, yeah. exactly right. Um, and this was sent by Richard. Oh. And he sent it to Mr. and Mrs. 
something. I'm not going to say. <laughs> I had a nosebleed on Sunday <laughs> and slit my finger on Monday. <laughs> a, a tale of continuing woe. Yeah, what a clumsy <laughs> chap he was. Oh, old Richard. <laughs> Um, like, imagine, like, this is what I'm always amazed by, like, what people think other people want to hear in a postcard. Like, is, how like how old weird... do we think Richard was? Is it, well, he's not, a child. Is it, he's so a child. He's, been, uh, he's been forced. He's been forced, he's been forced, to, forced to sit down and write this yeah. and say, so, oh, I, don't, I don't know what to write. write. So, you know, so, the nosebleed, the nosebleed. Yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> nothing's happened, I can't remember what's happened. Things have happened. We've I, had a lot I, of I, tissues out. <laughs> I had to do it when I was about 11, I had to do a holiday diary. You ever did that? Oh, every year. Every year. Just total rubbish. I did nothing for about the first three days. I was quite good. Oh, I had breakfast. I had great nuts for breakfast and then had to lunch and play some cricket and then, and then just it died off completely in, in a panic in the last week of the holidays oh, I've got to write something and I remember I don't, don't still have it but I remember very well that uh, the two consecutive entries were 27th of August today was a very boring day and nothing happened at all <laughs> 28th of August today was also very boring <laughs> and nothing happened <laughs> <laughs> Imagine the day when nothing happened. Like, literally, oh, yeah. literally nothing. nothing. But don't you dream about that now? But, but they did that on a the boring news, day when you do loads of stupid things. Yeah. Is it a myth that they did once on the news? Uh, they had the news and f- f- there was about five minutes worth, and then they said, "Well, nothing else has happened today, so here's some piano music." <laughs> I've heard that. <laughs> so maybe I read that in your book, actually. It, it might easily have been. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, in that case, it can't be true. It must be true. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> well, I I should remind those of you listening out in podcast land that uh, images of all the cards we discussed today, including the Medusa with the uh, nosebleed, are on the website <laughs> and you can see then that we're not making this up. Uh, now, Lev and Ruth, it sounds like a name, doesn't it? Lev and Ruth. Lev and Ruth, uh, you've both been thoughtful enough to come along to the studio with cards of your own. Lev, could you tell me about the first card you brought for us? So the first card, uh, I don't know how many really old cards you've had on this series, Don, but... Not so many. But this one is a, a pretty old... It doesn't say how old it is, but... Um, we should, uh, should, we, should we describe it? We'll describe it. So I would the, say it's, it's from about 1903, is my guess. Early 1900s, mm. I thought, and it's a sepia-ish black and white, obviously, and there is a lady in what looks like a very long night dress of some kind. It's sort of classical, classical outfit almost, outfit isn't it? Almost. Sort of Greek inspired? Yeah, yeah, it could easily be. And she's sitting on a, 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 a very sliver moon, which is at <laughs> one angle, and the moon has a face, uh, and she appears to be giving it a bit of a lecture. <laughs> and there are words on the front, which I'll just read to you very quickly. Uh, the title is All Birthday Happiness Be Yours, <laughs> and there's a beautiful and inspiring poem. Let's hear it, let's hear it. Though far away, thoughts fly o'er space, and mine now speed to you. With wishes on this gladsome morn, for all good luck to you. Um, and this uh, has a little message in uh, pencil with my dad's very elegant uh, handwriting. It says, happy birthday, darling, D, all my love. And it was a birthday card accompanying presumably some uh, very thoughtful present that my dad would have given to my mum sometime, I should imagine, in the 60s. Um, and the backstory is that uh, my parents uh, loved rootling around in um, uh, drunk shops and old bookshops, uh, of which there would have been many more in the 60s and Absolutely. 70s. Absolutely. My mum was uh, an antiquarian bookseller, and this is where actually she found quite a lot of her bargains, you know, looking at the, the very neglected places, the top shelves, the bottom <laughs> shelves, all the places that nobody looked. And one of the hobbies they had was collecting stuff. 
and they quite enjoyed bad taste and things that were uh, comically awful. And so a, a vague competition developed between her, uh, my mum and her sister, and my dad joined in of trying to find the worst taste, the the worst poem, the worst birthday card, the worst postcard, and then sending sending them unironically to each other. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, don't, I mean, I, I, you could argue that that isn't, you know, it's not high poetry, but it's not. It's, there's it's, something it's very charming thought. about it. There is something it. very charming about it, and I suppose uh, making them out to be crueler than they were, and I think there's certainly part of them that enjoyed the kitsch side of things. I, I do wonder whether the poet could have thought of something better to rhyme with to you than yeah, to, yeah. to you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that isn't really trying, is it? Yeah. And it's definitely definitely of its time, I would say. Um, but I keep, I keep these. My dad collected, uh, he actually collected uh, postcards of composers um, and has ah, a, yeah. a, a decent That was quite a sort of theme in... in... Uh, early early postcards. Oh, was it? I think it wouldn't be surprised. Um, and there are some magnificent ones. Qu- quite often, uh, of composers I don't really know, but they were you know, they had uh, yes. they had po- uh, postcards made of, of, the, of their portraits, all very formally taken. Um, Puccini was one of the, the best ones because he loved posing for the cameras. He was a keen huntsman and a driver in the days when cars were very much a status thing. Right. And so you'd have these photographs of Bushin, very much the gentleman, country gentleman with his, his gun or standing next to his car. And um, do you still have those cars? I have those, yeah, and I even put them into an album a few years ago, good, thought, otherwise good. they'll get thrown away. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so um, that, that's a, a nice little thing. Again, they're not written on, but just taken from... But I guess they have a kind of double, triple meaning for you if they're your fathers, but also they're musicians. Exactly, and they're it all, all ties together. It's part really. of the part of the family history and also musical history. So yeah, so, and just uh, nice things nice as well, nice I suppose. Have, yeah. Very interesting. I think that's an absolutely charming card. And the simplicity of the message on the back kind of undercuts the slightly uh, the odd slightly poem on the front. Thing. Yes, and it's just <laughs> nice to have things, you know, loads of things uh, to remember my parents, who uh, sadly both departed. So always keep these little notes that you come across when you clear a house. You come across these little things. And you go, oh, my God, mm. that was a, a lovely little thing. So. Well, it's easier to hold on to a postcard. Yeah. Than it is to a, I don't know, a battleship or a, you know what I mean? <laughs> yes. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's quite practical. You can keep quite a lot of postcards without taking up a lot of room. You so. can, yeah. Beautiful. Ruth, what's your first delivery? I think this was my first one. You um, tell me. So this is, um, it's a, <laughs> I mean, it's a, it's an interesting picture in that it's not. It's very dull. It's what are we a, looking at? It's a picture of the uh, Joseph Olney Jr. M. Price Margulies Athletic Centre, um, which is uh, part of Brown University in Providence, Rhode Island. Right. Um, and how come you've got that for us? So this is from this is from my friend Bill, who, so when I was uh, 12, my whole family moved to the States. Did they take you with them? Yes, okay. yeah. Uh, after much protestation on my part, uh, I did not want to go. Oh, you wouldn't uh, want to leave Orpington? No, I mean, Orpington <laughs> is the place everyone wants to stay. Uh, but um, I didn't want to go. It was, you know, because I just had a year at senior school and then you have to leave and Quite start disruptive. all over again. Really disruptive. My dad worked for an oil company who took over another oil company in America and then they just basically took most of their British staff or a lot of their British staff over there. So there were a lot of British people in Cleveland, Ohio right. in the late 80s, early 90s. So we went over there and Bill is uh, basically one of my friends from when we lived in the States. 
And uh, he was the first boy that I had a crush on and that I was <laughs> totally in love with. Uh, he's still my friend now, so uh, if he's listening, hello. Um, hello, Bill. <laughs> he's really wonderful. Um, and he used to, we used to write to each other because obviously in the 80s and 90s, there wasn't any other option. There wasn't the internet. Didn't, and there didn't were, know, you, you know, And phoning each other was, oh my goodness, the cost of that my parents would have flipped if we'd been calling each other. So we used to send each other letters and cards and then uh, I had forgotten this and I've just remembered it in between your first and last name you had to do like a you know like a, a middle marks. name thing oh, no, yeah. oh a but, sort of you know, like, thing yeah right? like Ruth the crazy brat or oh, whatever. Okay. <laughs> but these are what our ones were uh, this one is Ruth selected readings on research and development expenditures and the national <laughs> economy brat so That's you quite did, a long yeah. name. Was that a, a nickname that you, you went by? But it was just, just for this one card. They change every time. Uh, I think there's another one from him here because uh, I found loads. Uh, yeah, this one was Ruth Too High to Get Over, Brat. Uh, mm-hmm. So we had, we had all these. I prefer the other one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, and this is, uh, like, you you wouldn't think there's anything in this. In what sense? In yeah. the, It's just, it's very... It's glorious. Pictured here is the site of our humiliating defeat at the hands of the computer science basketball team within the hallowed halls of the old Olney Margulies Athletic Centre of Brown University. One will also find the weight machines with which I am turning myself into a beast of a man. <laughs> is he a beast of a man? Is he a beast of a man? <laughs> I mean, Sorry, he's, he's very American, so he's very tall and he's very broad and he's, he drank like, a lot of milk. Sounds you know, like a beast to me. Yeah. You know, I mean, American men are just, They're you know, different, especially different teenage, race, American teenage boys are just, you know, you only have to look at the movies. So it he, was he, amazing for a t- an English teenage girl. <gasps> and what else does he go on to say after? He, has he told you about the sporting event? He says, while you're at it, why don't you ask that guy on the front uh, of the postcard if he can pull his socks up any higher? <laughs> uh, his socks are up to his knees. I will. Uh, you can well, attest to that. He's wearing black uh, shoes and white socks mm. with shorts, and his socks are pulled up very high. Um, that not, is an amazing that moment good, to have it? taken that picture. Yeah, isn't it? Could they not have waited till he? Til I suppose it's gone. a bit of bit of scale reference. Yeah. He's striding with some purpose. He's got yeah. somewhere. Purpose. Those socks. They're quite something, right? I mean, yeah, not many people could pull that off. He, he he's does. Not, he's not. He, he's not one of them. He's not one of them. Uh, hope your will to rock is still shaking things up. Okay, and how is your will to rock? It's pretty pretty good. Pretty good. We've both got a will to rock. Me and Bill. Uh, I feel a bit sorry for the person who's behind the hedge. As I know. Well. He's looking along slightly wistfully I at, if at he's... his socks. Yeah. I think. He's Does going, he have oh, socks? Does will he I be old enough socks? to wear those socks? Ever? That's why he's hiding. Yeah. No socks. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I'm always fascinated. Sorry. To, no, no, no. Fascinated go for by it. when you have these postcards with, you know, bystanders or passers-by. Uh, who is that man? Yes. What's his life story? Is he still alive? Where's yeah. he going? What's he doing? You know, well, this and then guy, you can just, you he's can do quite well known. He, he's on a royalty for that. Is it? <laughs> he's, he's worth a fortune. He doesn't always wear those socks, you know. No. <laughs> but, I mean, I had loads of, I had loads of these letters. Because they were bouncing back and they forth. They were bouncing back and forth. And so a lot of them, the letters are really long because right. mm. this was the thing I'd forgotten about letters. You'd write it and then you'd stop and then you'd come back to it like a couple yes, of days yes. later mm. and something and else would have happened. Yeah, oh, Tuesday. And then yeah. Mm. I've had my nothing dinner. Was, and today was yeah. very boring and nothing, nothing happened, else happened at all. Yeah. <laughs> So, but yeah, I had a. Very good. So, this captures a little spot in your life, a little yeah, moment. Yeah, and I'm still like I. 
I wouldn't go. I wouldn't go back to being a teenager for, uh, for <laughs> anything. It was just ghastly, as we all know. And I, I can only be thankful that there was no social media when I was a teenager because <laughs> it just oh the horror. But this is like a kind of happy. Like I remember how happy, like the feeling of getting those postcards, mm. the feeling of getting those letters, and you'd wait for them, and then because there was no other way of communicating, mm. you know that was it. And that you'd, was you'd read them again and again, you'd read them and again and again. Them and go, oh, yeah. What does she mean? Yeah. <laughs> what does he mean by that? He didn't yeah. mean anything. He just meant. Yeah, uh, I got to fill up the something. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I think a, a pretty picture coming through, or even a, a tedious picture a tedious coming picture. through the letterbox, is in it. It's just more exciting than an email. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yes. It's also it's more like exciting gift. than a phone bill or a, a pizza leaf. Oh, yeah. my goodness. Well, when you're a child, you don't get any of them. The only, mm. the only post true. you get is nice stuff, yeah. really. True, true. And I mean, cards. you know, you're saying your parents used to see if they could find, you know, like terrible. Mm. Like, a lot of mine were. The, what's the tackiest postcard? Mm, yeah, yeah, what is the what is the most boring postcard you can mm. find? We did have a a most bo- boring postcard kind of competition. I think, I've, I think I've seen so many cards that I've kind of lost that ironic position. Yeah, to right. me they're all lovely. I can't, I can't, can't, you know so what I mean? I just can't so, see. I can't. Yeah, we obviously sweet. have a shared upbringing of, of based on really mocking other people. Yeah, which is really not very nice. It's but you. Yeah, but I mean, I do remember like sending. I just remembered it now. Sending him a postcard of Orpington. And it was, it was a picture of the war memorial. But again, it's like when they take the picture. So the war memorial in Orpington is in is in the middle of a roundabout yeah, at the so end of the high street. So and there's just a, a massive white van, oh, no. and the white van is kind of the biggest thing in the picture. And I remember sending that because I was going, yeah, that yeah. kind of sums it up. That's, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. There's Orpington. I think suburban, you... suburban cards tend to be aesthetically the worst, don't yes. they? They're, they're just snaps. Yeah. They're only all snap. You, yeah. wouldn't, you wouldn't even accept it now on your iPhone. <laughs> <laughs> it's funny, isn't it? Uh, well, uh, th- thank you very much for that little uh, punctuating moment of your life at the um, Joseph Olney Jr. Uh, <laughs> Athletic Centre. That's very good, Ruth. Thank you. Um, I'll just do one, one of mine quickly before we hear uh, the second cards. But um, this is one. It, it, this is a symphony in pink, oh, that's really. beautiful. Um, is it the lakes? It's, uh, it's a lake, isn't it? Yeah. No, it's in Wales, actually. Oh. It's Llanberis in Gwyneth. And um, this is a card from Pen. Penny? Penelope? Or a pen, I don't know. (laughs) Uh, Simple message. Uh, Oh, there's a bit of business going on here, actually. (laughs) (laughs) The £25 is sitting in my account awaiting expenditure. I'm contemplating buying a snazzy fondue set with it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> it was so full of promise, and then <laughs> I just had to throw it all away. A snazzy. <laughs> yeah, when yeah. was that sent? Snazzy. I sent that one last week. Yeah. No, no, no. It was uh, 1989. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's when you'd get a snazzy fondue. Well, yeah. 25 quid is it's a bit of money. That would have been one on 3 2 one, won't it? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, about right, yeah. And the prize is a snazzy <laughs> fondue, fondue set. set. Yeah. yeah. What, what, I mean, 25 quid, that's a lot. That's I a lot remember. Yeah. It's a lot of fondue set. Yeah. A lot of fondue. I don't know, what makes it snazzy? Maybe it's an electric one? Or maybe it's it, got it like snazzy, like... Little slots the, for the, the forks. Forks or the forks yeah. have got something sparkly on the end, something <laughs> glitzy. <laughs> something that lights up. <laughs> <laughs> and, in, and in fact, Wi-Fi as well. No, Tell us what's the snazzy one we um, need to know. Well, we'll never know, but if, if we ask Penn or her friend, her friends in North Norfolk... I don't we'll know. never know. I, I, know. I suspect the 25 quid just sat in her account for a while. Yeah. That's a lot of money. That is mm. a lot of money. 
Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Okay, I have two new obsessions that I need to share with you. Impress No Glue Press-On Mannies and Impress Press-On Falsies Lashes. Trust me, these are getting ready game changers. Both require no glue, so there is no damage to your natural nails and lashes, no mess, and no annoying dry times. Just one step and you're done. Boom. Instant glam. Visit impressbeauty.com slash presson and use code PRESSON25 at checkout for 25% off Impress Manicure and Press-On Falsies. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Very good. Well, uh, you're listening to Podcast from the Past, the postcard podcast, which is hard to say. Mm-hmm. And my guests today are Lev Perikian and Ruth Bratt. Now, Lev... You've got a large item in your hand. I have. I'm What's afraid. the second card you have for us today? I've cheated here because I brought a whole scrapbook. Brilliant, um, brilliant. But in, in which there are many cards. You've got your um, life in this book. I have got, well, a part of my life. It's um, a scrapbook with holiday diaries. Um, and the, I wasn't very assiduous because the first one is from 1969 when I was four years old and has a load of sweet wrappers on the first page and then some uh, written out menus of what we ate. I ate nothing but uh, boiled eggs. And It looks to me like you, you've been travelling to France. It was France, in northern France somewhere. Uh, the obligatory postcard of the ferry we went across on. Yes, something to do on the ferry, uh, wasn't it, a, by the car? And then a, a pressed flower. And, oh. uh, all very lovely. And then it's we amazing. Cut, and my mum wrote down pretty much everything we ate, which is a foodie household. <laughs> Something's been ripped out here. Oh, I think yeah. things have fallen out. That that white glue, the Pritt stick, probably. You sure wasn't it didn't just go so today? Well. There was something embarrassing. No, nothing at okay. all. Nothing uh, is all very suitable. Then we cut to the next entry is 1978. So I was 13 years old, wow. and I decided, I think, off my own bat to to keep a reasonably good um, uh, diary. And in the tradition uh, taken from Ruth's pointing to the (laughs) fact that I've written down the the menu. Um, Tell us about it, tell us about it. Well, I had uh, tomato soup, brackets, terrible. (laughs) Oh, no. How could tomato soup be terrible? I mean, what would you have done to it? What a fussy 13-year-old. I don't know. (laughs) Such a cynic. Yeah. God. Uh, Terrible. chicken and French fried potatoes and Peas. Mm. Did you like Brackets, them? Chips. I must have done. I didn't make any French fried potatoes. Yeah, I don't. That's know. not chips. I think. Well, I think it must have been chips, and I think it was. Did this you in, copy it off the menu, maybe? Possibly, yeah. yeah. Or translated it from the menu. Where are we? I think we we're on. I think we we're on the boat. That's why it was terrible. It was on the boat. No, there you go. Um, so you were feeling queasy, perhaps. Anyway, I was. I was a noted trucker upper. The moment we got into the car <laughs> from home, I was immediately. You know, yeah. Can you stop? <laughs> oh, dear. Um, yeah. In between moments of vomitage on the boat, I would have had my binoculars, and I'd have been looking out at the sea and making up all the birds I saw, uh, which is a habit I discovered um, uh, when I came back to bird watching a couple of years ago and started leafing through all my 
old bird books and found these ticks in places where they shouldn't be, birds that I knew that I couldn't possibly have seen. So you'd slightly <laughs> fooled yourself, really, along the way. It was, yeah. I think it's, um, uh, yes, it was a, f- a fantasy life, a little young Walter Mitty going, I just wanted to see that bird so much, I'm going to pretend I did. Or I'm going to change that very common bird into, oh, it could easily have been that much yes. less common bird. And, yeah, I'll be rich and famous. But it's quite um, difficult spotting birds anyway. I mean, who's there to tell you whether you've seen a cormorant or a shag? Well, there's, I mean, well, they're, actually, they're really difficult, but, uh, <laughs> especially at a distance, size being one of the key factors. Uh, yeah, it is, and so you can make it up and you can say, oh, I saw that, and it'll have gone by then, and the, the person, if they're an experienced bird, will go, no, you didn't. Uh, <laughs> but, but you're a child, so it doesn't I'm matter. Child, no so one's going to tell you it's my own no, little. It's, it's very much akin to the imaginary games of cricket I played with dice, in which oh, I, yes. I regularly scored 350 and took eight wickets against the West Indies. You know, it's a very harmless <laughs> <laughs> um, the rest of my team let me down terribly, obviously. Um, so opposite, or on the next page to the chosen postcard, which I'll talk about in a minute, is a list of birds uh, that I claim to have seen. So well, give us the list and let's work so, out what's true and what was a yeah, load of Here we go, yeah, a bit of call my bluff. So, uh, on the shore, marsh harrier. I think that's real. Red shank. Yeah. Oyster catcher. Oh, you're definitely Kestrel. Yeah, yeah, Kestrel will be all right. Obviously, yeah. Heron. But it's possible. Yes. Manx Shearwater. No way. No way. <laughs> <laughs> Two miles out to sea, it would have been. Ostrich. A <laughs> it's a cassowary. Uh, little stint, sandaling, and then five kinds of gull. Great five? Black-backed, lesser black-backed, herring gull, kind gull, black-headed gull. I mean, it's it's... They could have been there. It, it might easily have been. They're on, all common birds, but I'm pretty sure that what I've, would have happened was I would have seen a flock of gulls and gone, well... I'm just going to name all the gulls There's I know. loads there. Yeah. Uh, swallow, <laughs> rook and carrion crow. And you might then, have seen a carrion crow, would yeah, you? Yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. So, um... I like then you go back to... Uh, had I went a very back, good had crepe very good crepe with jam. <laughs> oh, very good. Better than that tomato soup. <laughs> and then that evening, I, uh, we had a good meal. I had half a melon. Oh. Very good. Pork chop, charcuterie sauce, mm. cheese and chocolate ice cream. Oh, and your dad had six oysters. Yeah, oh, God, oh oysters. nice. Oh, I Oh, well done, Dad. I think you're very assiduous writing all this down. This is just yeah, this is like, it's, it wasn't but, a school project. Tom, Tom, this is two days in, you know, a whole childhood. And then... then, but then you're then oh, stop, oh, just larking about. You don't even get halfway through. You get halfway through. It's five pages I think it's pleasurable filling up a book like that when you're young, though, isn't yeah. it? something very satisfying we about it. We used to have to do this. We used to go on holidays in France. Yeah. That was every year, uh, trailer tent, drive to a campsite in France. And then and we've got a lot of these little yeah. books. Yeah. books. With, Full of stuff. With... Um, a lot of ours have the the receipt from dinner, oh, so yes. we've got yes. so we don't have to yeah. write it down because it's it's written down in. This also that makes it like a sort of legal document. Yeah, I'm not lying. <laughs> look, I'm not lying. Look, <laughs> yeah, look. I've just written it down. I mean, I, <laughs> yeah. I say my mum had scallops, but who knows? Yeah, after your record with the birds, who knows? <laughs> exactly. I'm not entirely sure you went to France. In fact, it's not even mine. I just found this in the street. Um, so, the, but the the postcard. Uh, I've chosen from the ones that are posted in here. I could have chosen any of them, but the one I particularly like, and it does, I find it very evocative, is the one of the Townsend Torreson ferry. And a brackets I've written, ours was Viking Victory. Ah, oh, the name of, of it was always the important. Townsend Torreson yeah. Viking Fleet. So you'd know, you'd always notice the boat you were going on. Yes, yes. Uh, and you'd notice the name of it. Yeah. And Townsend Torreson is a very evocative name for people of my age. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't exist anymore, and of course, you know, uh, uh, from the the glory days of of ferry travel, which was 
pretty much the way you'd go. Yeah, yeah there wasn't uh, really yeah. any other. Uh, there was no tunnel, and flying was. So why, why would you fly to the North yeah, France? So, yeah. so and the fact that I, you know, went to the shop on the boat in our one-hour crossing and bought this <laughs> postcard and pasted it into the book and very earnestly. Uh, written its name down next to a wrapper for uh, a piece of Wrigley's spearmint chewing gum. I'm just delighted you didn't squish the chewing gum. It could easily another document. I love that. That's you've <laughs> got under the car trip. <laughs> is had the, the gum on gum. the car, car trip and then had some sugar on the ferry trip. <laughs> yeah. uh, taking lots of sugar. <laughs> so uh, yeah, it. it's uh, it's just it's the memories again, and you you go through these things and uh, and genuinely one of the reasons I, I wrote this book uh, was partly because I was getting interested in birds again after a 35-year layoff and interested in exploring why that happened and why this huge enthusiasm from, from you know, pre-teenagehood completely disappeared and then resurfaced in my middle age. But also because I was just outraged at the, what a great <laughs> big pants-on-fire liar I was. Looking at you little... Squit. So there was <laughs> unfinished business there, really. Yeah. So the, the idea was... Take, spent, take that young young child to one side. Of course. Yeah. Come here, young man. <laughs> uh, so I spent a year uh, chasing birds around Britain and tried to see 200 and without cheating or lying. Uh. Um, and uh, that's what the book's about. Uh, and and re- viewers, listeners will have to. Um, they will have the to book buy to find the book, out won't they? whether you actually manage it or not. Dear oh dear oh dear! It's almost as if I've come on this program to plug a book. Descended, in, <laughs> descended into further falsehood. No, it's, it's an ent- it's an entertaining read, I can assure the listeners. So, Ruth, what is your final postcard for us? My final postcard is this one. So the picture is of. The Jumping Jenny Restaurant at Brantwood. It's open throughout the year, serving homemade cakes and interesting light meals. Ooh, I don't think Lev would have enjoyed that. <laughs> no, it would have been terrible. I would have this is terrible. I hate that soup. So it's like, it, it's oh, hard to wonderful. see, but yeah, it's like it's it's blue tablecloths. There's some daffodils on a, on a brown, the little alcoves. It's very pretty. So where is this? It's in Cumbria. Okay. It was the home of John Ruskin. There we go. It's in Ross Con- handy if he was peckish. Yeah. <laughs> the house and estate are open to the public throughout the year. And at the top, my, uh, my friend Mitch has written, great place. <laughs> OK, so it's recommended. <laughs> and underneath, uh, interesting like meals, she's put nice eats. So, so why, why this card? I don't think it's an interest in restaurants, is it? Or maybe it is. No, no it's not. So it's really Mitch. M- Mitch was um, an amazing woman. Uh, I think it's really important for girls to have really brilliant female role models uh, and I had some amazing women uh, in my life when I was growing up my my grandmothers were both formidable and terrifying uh, particularly one of them <laughs> utterly terrifying and Mitch was kind of she was not terrifying but she was absolutely formidable so Bob and Mitch were Friends of my parents from my mum's first teaching job. Bob was the drama teacher and my mum was the English teacher. And they taught in a place in Kent that was really rough, like really rough. And my mum talks about it now. Like She was eight months pregnant with my brother. My mum's tiny. She's about five foot two, I think. And um, she was in the library with her class. All, all of the boys, you know, 16, 17-year-old boys, 
probably well over six foot, one of them having a fight with the, a physical fight with the librarian oh. using chairs, and my <laughs> mum standing in between them going, boys, boys. <laughs> uh, Not that, the librarian. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, so Bob, Bob was uh, Bob and Mitch were just this, uh, just phenomenal couple. Um, they had two sons, one of whom was severely disabled. And every year they had a a bonfire night party because Gareth really loved loud noises and bright lights. That was his thing. So in his room there were just hundreds and hundreds of uh, music boxes and he would play them all at the same time. He'd wind them all up <laughs> and you'd sit and listen to it and it was just this... Mm, cacophony. cacophony that, that, yeah, wonderful yeah, yeah. cacophony. And then every year this was his big party. They'd have this big... There's thing. something about sometimes immersing yourself in that kind of random... Yeah. Sound, I mean, yeah. Agglomeration of sounds. If you, if it's if it's just for you, I think other you know. Yeah, other people might find it a bit thing. like oh, okay, this is a bit <laughs> challenging. And they they never I never knew them once to complain. I never heard them complain about their lot. And they had uh, an older son, Tim, who I just adored. You know, when I was eight, he was I don't know twenty something, and I just, oh, he was just amazing. He was so old and he was so glamorous. And when he was, I think when he was about 30-something, yeah, he must have been about 30, there was a really awful car crash and he died. And again, Bob and Mitch never complained about it. Bob actually went to court to argue that the guy who was driving the car, who was a friend of Tim's, should not be sent to jail, you know, and fought very hard for this guy not to lose his, his life. They were just so positive about everything. And then Bob got Parkinson's. And you know when you're just going, how can this, mm. how can these people have more than, you know, take more than this? And Bob was just so erudite and witty, and but uh, the Parkinson's took away his speech. And so he used to have a, um, you know, one of those ticker tape things. Mm. So he'd write you ticker tape. And you'd well, uh, you'd read it, and he'd. There was always jokes. What a solution! Yeah, yeah, it was always funny. It was always witty. It was always so. They were just this amazing, just these amazing people. They were my uh, brother's godparents, and I absolutely adored Mitch. She was hilarious, and she was wicked, like wicked. <laughs> and she was kind of, she was larger than life. She was she was quite big, and she had short hair. Always dyed like like white or red or you know and as a as a girl seeing like a 60 something year old woman just you know celebrating whatever yeah. she looked like and she being a, what she want being what she was yeah in the time when women women weren't yeah she was just phenomenal i absolutely adored her and so what's the what where, where, where how do we how do we encapsulate her in this card or so, how does this card bring her to life so this card was from her when i uh I was engaged and my uh, my fiance dumped me. Uh, it was awful, and she's she just it's the best cards I ever could have got from someone, dear Ruthie. And you always knew it's always Ruthie when someone's close to you, and um, you know, as you are no doubt aware, my letter writing skills are appalling. Uh, certainly not improving with age. You sounded sad in your letter. It's great that you have friends to help you with wine and sympathy. I hope you will regard me as a friend, uh, even one that's a bit long in the tooth. I have been there. I was a late developer due to emotional upsets. Men! Exclamation mark. <laughs> but I did eventually bump into my magician, and so will you. I don't think I expressed that very well, but I'm sure you know what I mean. Uh, I know you can go to the lovely cottage uh, on side, which is where my parents lived, but if you ever want to have a natter with a bottle or two 
uh, or three, <laughs> or spend the night here. The bed is always made. Hope to see you someone sometime. Um, and it was the most I did. Uh, the I did eventually bump into my magician. That's such a lovely way. Of it's such it. a lovely way of saying it. And, and also, I love the way she says. I don't think I've expressed that very well. No, it's, you've expressed it's it absolutely expression. perfectly. Yeah. And it was. It stuck with me for, for well, it's it has stuck with me forever, and it's a thing that I. I genuinely believe it's not I don't believe in the one I don't believe in but I do believe that life sends you magicians mm. from time to time and they're not necessarily a partner or a you know or a lover or anything like that they're just people who are magic to you um and I think in a way she was one of my magicians mm. um and uh I miss her very much mm. she died a couple of years ago and and she's but she's always been like a real inspiration to me and it was weird because, so after this breakup, that was when I started doing improv. Okay. Uh, which, like most people who do improv, that's because mm. they Some broke sort up with someone. Is that, is that how it works? Oh, yeah. Oh, pretty much generally. <laughs> um, and, uh, and that was when I met Ken Campbell. And then when Ken died, Mitch said to me, oh, we lost our friend. And it took me a while to work it out. And I, I said, oh, Ken. And she, it turned out she knew Ken. Really? Uh, so she and Bob were friends with uh, all that group, uh, Joan Littlewood and all of that, because mm. they were from the East End. And right. they all knew each other. And had you talked to them about that? I'd like, never that's spoken to them about it. That's a frustrating thing, isn't it? it? People die and yeah. you go, and you go oh, oh, if you I had, I should have known. I was too yeah. young. I was too stupid yeah, to sit you down in the corner and write, tell me everything. Tell me all the yeah, things. So there's... There's lots of stuff I don't know about her, but all that I do know is that she was, she was, utterly positive, and always grateful for, for life, no matter how hard, no matter what it threw at her, mm. you know. And she, she also she fought for everything, like she fought for all the rights for for Gareth, and she fought for him to have quality of life and for him to be in the right place. And she never gave up, and Bob never gave up, and they, you know, they, they fought until they literally couldn't fight anymore. And, and, and that kind of, what's the word, tenacity is something that I would always hope to have. Well, she sounds like an inspiration. She was. She and was. I, I hope everyone has a mitch. <laughs> she was... But it, I, I'm intrigued that... There's an inspiration just within that card mm. because it, it brings so much with it. Yeah. Um, and it's amazing, really. Yeah. I don't know if I'm sort of rose-tinted spectacles. I think there's a there's a way of expressing oneself in that postcard that I don't think you'd get in an email. No. Probably, maybe I'm making that up. No. But I don't think you would write an I don't email think you'd in write that, it that way. way. You no, because you'd be able to cross it out. You'd yeah. be able to delete it. You'd be able to start again. And, and you know, like... I, the, the sort of I bumped into my magician, I don't think I expressed that very well mm. in an email. If you didn't think you expressed it well, yeah, you'd, you'd delete it, it and then and go, you'd, oh, I, uh, yeah. yeah, you'd rethink yeah. and you'd, uh, and she doesn't, she just writes, you know, and you can see it like the little crossings out mm. and the insertions um, and the insertions, and then you know, and that magician has a capital M, yeah. but also you can carry that with you, or yeah. you can put it on in your handbag, or you can mm. put it by your desk. Yeah. But you don't quite, you know, emails are sort of closed you're print, up. You're not going to print it out. And... No. No. <laughs> no, no, no. I mean, no. look, this, we're not here to say that emails are bad because postcards are good and emails are good. They're all good. Yeah. But it's nice that you got that postcard. Yeah, it's I a think. physical thing. Exactly. Exactly. Well, look, 
thank you so much, both of you, for sharing actually quite sort of personal and, and emotional stories with us, which is a, um, a privilege, a privilege, really. And, and you share them too with, you know, with our listeners. A quick reminder for those of you who are listening, images of all the cards that prompted these stories and these memories and these feelings uh, are all on the blog. And that includes this next one, uh, about which I can't promise um, any great emotional depth. Mm -hmm. uh, it's the last one in the past postcard style, um, which you'll have seen on Twitter or in the book. And this is a picture of, well, I'll see if you can work it out. Do you know where that is? Is that Salisbury? Nope. Uh, Hereford? Nope. Lempster? Nope. <laughs> Canterbury? It's Buckfast it's Abbey. Oh, right. Abbey, oh, yeah. Ago, never so. was going to get that. No, never. No. No, we could have carried on. Yeah, I could have just gone through all the cathedrals. Leafing through Molly, I thought I had something going. No, no, okay, Cornwall, no. It's, it's a nice picture, anyway. Um, a surprising number of cards of churches and cathedrals. I think mm. far more people buy pictures of churches than attend them. Yes, uh, yeah. There's no, 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 no lesson to draw from that, but it's just a fact. Um, okay, so this card is written by, oh, it's a bit anonymous, M.M. .m. Mickey Most. It might be, it might be, it might be. William is full of beans. Got bitten by a pig. <laughs> it's going to cheer you up, isn't it? Getting, getting bitten by a pig. That's going to cheer you up. Full of beans. There's two unconnected or possibly connected. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah well, who can it's say? Fantastic. Who can say? Well, before we let uh, Lev and Ruth back out into the glorious sunshine of London's West End um, and continue their mission... To entertain. Um, I've got just one more postcard for you both. Ooh. Now, you're both musical in different ways. Have you seen one of these? Oh, it's, a old, it, it's an old, uh, what they call nowadays, the young people, I believe, called a vinyl. A vinyl? <laughs> it's an old vinyl. Have you played this? Have you played it? Well, Ruth, you, your powers of expression, what have we got here? To, to describe well, it for the listener at home. It's a, it's a black and white... Uh, photograph of some form of flower in a pot. In a in pot. A it's good. Some, it, it looks, it's a double-sized thing, isn't it? So yeah, they're mm. quite. Um, the flowers are almost. Um, they're like feathered. They've got mm. a lovely look. I don't, I don't know what flowers feathered. they are. They are either. They, they're, they're, One of them is ruined by the fact it's got a hole in the middle. Yeah, and then it's um, a. And it is also a record. You can yeah. just see the the indentations and the, where the record is. Yeah. So it's an old forty-five RPM disc. I should imagine. Well, David's been sitting um, mainly paying attention to us, and he has various technological tricks up his sleeve. I wonder if we can see if he could make it play for us. Oh. Oh. Bit of crackle. I love that sound. Arrivederci, Roma. Arrivederci, Roma. Italian. Arrivederci, this could be something you improvise. Yeah, it could. <laughs> if someone said this is what. <laughs> oh, it's German now. We're taking a trip around Europe. Well, as the strange black and white flowers continue to rotate at exactly 45 RPM, not a single cardboard petal falling. That's it for this time on Podcasts from the Past. I'd very much like to thank my first-class guests for sharing the postcards from their pasts, um, Lev Parikian and Ruth Bratt. Thank, thank you very you. much. And thank you for listening. Bye for now.
you can see more postcards with their messages posted every day on Twitter. Do follow me at Past Postcard. And you can buy the book, Postcard from the Past, by me, Tom Jackson, at Amazon and all good booksellers. And if you're looking for podcast production, check out wardorstudios.co.uk. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.